And I want you to know next week, Pastor Gary and myself will be preaching a message just explaining and detailing. We'll try not to embarrass you in front of your friends, but we're going to explain the purpose of the church and, and the purpose of who we are and the purpose of why we gather and, and the blessings that come from it. And what, what we're also going to do is apologize to all those people that you might have brought that have been hurt by the church. So we're going to stand in that place and we're going to apologize to them and make everybody feel welcome and then make them uncomfortable again with the word. Amen? Because God don't call us to be comfortable. He comforts us with the word, not so that we can be comfortable, but so that we can be comforters. Amen? All right. Amen. How's everybody? Today we're going to give uh, our enemy his walking papers, his running papers, with his tail between his legs. He's going to take flight. So prepare for your encounter with God today. Because I know we're all going through a season. Sometimes your season may be good. Sometimes the season may be bad. But God works all things together for the good, even though it seems to be bad. You may be frustrated. You may feel hopeless. You may be wondering, God, where are you? I'm going through so much. You know, I don't know why you're allowing this to happen. I don't know why you're allowing all these things to go on in my life. You know, where are you? You know, I've been praying. I've been fasting. Nothing's changing in my house. Nothing's changing with my children. Nothing's changing in my life. You know, it's like you're not, you're, you're overlooking me, God. I feel like you're rejecting me, God, and I feel like you're not there for me. Sometimes we feel, God, it's like, you know, you, you, since you're rejecting me, everything that I'm praying is like a no. It's like no, 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 and, and, and I feel like, you know, I feel like you're just saying no. But today God's message, and even the title is, No, Not No. No, not no. No, not no. No, not no. Say it three times. No, not no, no, not no. no, no. See, if you, see if you get slipped up. It seems to be, even in the beginning, The enemy has tried to paint the picture of God, but now God is using the paintbrush of Jesus to repaint that picture. What I'm saying is this. Let's, let's just go to the scripture to open up. It's Second Peter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Give you guys 10 seconds if you've got a page Bible. And it says this, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and, ex and excellence. Now I'm going to just read that one part again. 
His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him. The true knowledge of Him. Your breakthrough is in the true knowledge of Him. To know Him and what He can be to you right now in your present circumstance. That word know is not just the head knowledge. That word know has to do with an intimate knowing, a discerning of who God is, His nature, His presence, and what He can be to you. Because if it had to do with everybody had to know here, then all the most intellectual people would be the most spiritual people. But I know a lot of people with big heads and skinny spirits. Cocked around. You ever seen them bobbleheads? You got a lot of theologians who know what God is saying in His Word, but don't know God at all. And what God is saying now is that He has not said no in anything that we're going through. He just said no. Know me and what I can be. Because ever since the beginning, the enemy, even he approached Eve and he said, Did God say? So he painted a picture that made God seem suspect in the eyes of Eve. So if Eve and Adam were created in the image and likeness of God, then if God is suspect, then what I am must not be real. So he attacked identity both ways. But now if you know God, then you know yourself. Because knowing God is knowing that the image and the likeness that I am is going to be revealed. So Satan's been on his game plan trying to distract the body of Christ, bringing us into all these kinds of works and all these kinds of efforts and all these kinds of toils when God said all you need to do is know. Even on the Mount, Mount Sinai, when God's fiery presence came down on top of the mountain and it was burning and burning and burning. And the, and the children of Israel said, oh my gosh, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. But they didn't understand that the fire wasn't there to consume them. The fire was God's passionate love for them. And only one person entered in and that was Moses. Moses came out with the law. But this is the thing. The law doesn't give you the knowledge of God. It gives you the knowledge of sin. I'll say that again. The law gives you the knowledge of sin, not the knowledge, the know of God. So when God reveals everything in the, in the Old Testament, his heart, but he is exposing what was wrong. He was exposing what was wrong, not for them to try and just know the sin, but just to know the Savior. Because if you know the problem, then it, what, what, what good is it if you don't know the solution? So now in the New Testament, because all the children of Israel, all the people had this 
portrait painted of God and his wrath and his wrath. And you might say, yeah, but God is a consuming fire. Yeah, he is. And I'll explain that. Go over there and smack my daughter and you'll feel my wrath. The full force of my wrath. And how dare we try to play with God's babies? How dare we play with God and his children and think that God is not going to give us a pow-pow sometimes? But even the pow-pow of God is a discipline to those he loves because he loves everyone. So now God is bringing Jesus to the forefront. And he's saying, my son, you got to show these people what I am because they're lost. They're afraid of me. They can't enter in. They're just consumed with all of their circumstances, but they can't see who I can be. Go, Jesus. Jesus said, I'm ready, Dad. He put his hat backwards and started popping down the block. He said, I'm ready. So Jesus is called the Word of God. Okay, that means what daddy is, I'm going to speak it forth. I'm going to be the Bible or the Torah or the New Testament, the Old Testament, and I'm going to put that, I'm going to come out of the pages, and I'm going to show you what the word actually is for yourself. So I'm going to walk among you. That's why I love pastor. Pastor walks among us. Some pastors are afraid to be in front of the congregation because they don't want people to see their weaknesses. Pastor be himself and everybody's just following him because he's an example and he's not afraid to be that. And that's what Christ was to the disciples. He stood with the disciples, lived with the disciples, ate with them, smelled their feet, their breath when they woke up. He did all that. They probably doodled in the same hole. I don't even know. They had no toilets over there. I don't know what happened. But Jesus... The Bible, called, the Bible says that he is the express image of God. The express image of the invisible God. So he didn't come to do his own will. What he did was he became the word of Jehovah. He became the word of God. He became the word to show the people of God who he was. And he never did this and pushed away. He always pulled to him. And so, in my, in my walk with God, first, going through my own trials and circumstances, situation, being frustrated, and I encountered that love, I didn't want to lose that. I tried my hardest to stay holy, and it lasted 45 seconds in certain areas, quicker than most, maybe, but... We're going to look, see, the Apostle Peter, he saw Jesus, he heard, he heard Jesus, he, he heard the Word, he heard the, the Scriptures, he, he listened to it, he, he you know, he, he was around the times, they heard about the kingdom, God is restoring this, God is restoring that. But when God made flesh, walked in his boat and said, I'm going to use your boat to preach, and all of a sudden, all these fish came on his boat, he said, depart from me, I am a sinner. He encountered God. Get ready for yours. And in his encounter for God, he said, depart from me because he saw his sin. 
But God changed their mindset and said, your sin, Peter, is not disqualifying you. It's qualifying you for me to be your savior. God is not afraid of your sin. He died for it to wash you from everything you're going through. So sometimes why, when we go through our sin, do we isolate ourselves and pull away from the very source that is only, that's only able to wash us? God told Peter when he was in, he felt that, that, that sin just be exposed. God said, and he showed him, I'm here. And you got a calling, Peter. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Because ministry doesn't flow from what you can do. It flows from who you are. And I'm going to show you who you are, Peter. Because if you can see me and know me, then you're going to know who you are. And so when Jesus saw Peter, and he asked, he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And, and Peter, with the revelation of God, he said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And from there, God said, since you see me as the Messiah, as the rock of Israel, so are you, Peter. You are Petros, the rock. You a little rock, but you a rock. I'm the cornerstone, Peter. I'm the chief cornerstone, but I'm going to build everything by the revelation you see me to be to you as so that you can transfer that to them so that they can see me. I give you the ministry of reconciliation to be agents of redemption, but you have to go forward and what I'm calling you to go forward with and not be preoccupied with yourself, with your sin and everything you're going through because I am the answer and if you can see me as the answer, then you can cure the cancer, Peter. Then you can cure the cancer with, with the shadow, Peter. Then you can walk through and demons will flee, Peter, because you see me and what I can be to them, Peter. I knew Peter. He was from the block. We call him Pedrito. He used to sit on the crate. He was running numbers. Until that's where his sin was. That's why he was, you know, a little scared when he saw God. But then Peter is realizing what's going on with this God. I mean, What's happening? What's happening, God? So God leads the disciples into a room to teach them something about knowing who he is. Aside from thinking what they know who he is. So he said, take your socks off. They didn't have no socks at that time, but take them sandals off. They were probably rubber and stuck to the bottom of their feet. He took the sandals off. He said, Peter, I'm about to wash your feet. He said, no, you ain't doing that. He said, Peter, I'm going to wash your feet. He said, no, you're not going to do that. I, I should be doing that for you. God said, if you do not let me wash your feet, you ain't going to have no part of my kingdom. And I was, I was thinking about that. See, Peter thought that he had to bring this goodness to God. But God was trying to explain to Peter... I'm trying to bring my goodness to you. You preoccupied and how you need to come forth and please me and do what I want. You praying so much that you can't even hear me. You reading so much that you can't even read me. You walking so much that you can't even do nothing. Be still, Peter. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we give a kid a little papa. Maybe he did it. I don't know. But Peter said... Huh? Right? Then all of a sudden, 
When God said, you won't have no part in my kingdom, I caught something there. If we are always preoccupied with ourselves and how we got to bring to God this goodness, we can't really enter into the kingdom. So what's the kingdom? The righteousness, the peace, the joy that's inside the Holy Ghost that's inside me. So what does that mean? Okay, righteousness is being right with God. Now, all of a sudden, if I keep doing my works, I don't think that I'm right with God. I'm trying to make myself right with God. Therefore, I'm not right with God because I haven't accepted him and know him as my righteousness. I can't have no peace with God. Peace is, is not the absence of all your, your trials and struggles. Peace is an inward, an inward spirit movement that's not allowing anything from the outside to penetrate the armor of that peace. Peace is a military warfare because it's the peace of God that puts Satan under your feet. How can you enter into my military armor of peace? See, a lot of times we think, oh, I got to guard my heart and my mind. I got to guard my heart and my mind. But the Bible says the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. See, sometimes we get it twisted and we think, when I read about the cross, oh, the cross, I got to deny myself. Oh, I took off trying to deny every single thing. But who knows that that put gasoline on my fire. (laughs) The cross. And I remember passage showed me this one time. Is that you're not trying to be dead. You are already dead. He did it for you. Know it. Know him. Know it. So if something comes to me, the Bible says, reckon yourselves dead to sin. But we have to see what he has done and what he can be, or else we're going to continue to try to work our way to die and deny everything that we know God doesn't want us to do. So the kingdom of God When you fully enter into that, you cast out devils and those that know that the kingdom of God comes on to them. One is removed, another kingdom is established. So Peter began to just walk through all this stuff. He began to just understand and he began to know what God could be. Because in that time, they saw God as critical. Now let me tell you something. If you see a critical God, your image will be a critical person. You would raise insecure people because you're causing them to focus on all the negative that they have instead of focusing on Christ the solution. That's why I got to reestablish the mindset when it comes to raising children. God is raising me. I never had a daddy, but God has become my daddy. So now I'm knowing and learning how to raise my kids. But if we see God as a judge, then we'll be a judgmental people. And all we do is be finger wiggling. Talking to our wives. Talking to our husbands. Talking to our children. Talking to our friends. When God is like, that's not my image. I didn't come to judge the world or condemn them. And today we're breaking off the condemnation, the guilt, the shame of the enemy. 
Because if you see God is angry, we'll be an angry people. How many people holding up those signs? God is going to kill you. God is going to throw you in hell jail. All all your homosexuals are going to die. Well, a homosexual is susceptible to that sin. So your fornication is not as serious to God? But let me tell you this. If they see that God can be and what God had done to them, they will learn how to step out of the old and into the new. You don't believe me? I'm going to read a scripture. And this is the scripture. Colossians 3.10. That guy had a laptop on the, on the uh, 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 iPad. I'm doing my iPhone. <laughs> All right, Colossians 3.10 says this. Okay. It says, And have put on the new self, who is being renewed to the true knowledge, according to the image of the one who created him. I thought I was going to see people running around the church right there dancing and hopping. I thought I was going to see the flags and the, and, the, and, the, and the... I ain't see nothing like... I, let me explain it then. <laughs> okay, here we go. And have put on the new self. Right? See, what, what you are in the old is not really what you really are. God has created the new creature. That's what you really are. And God is saying, put that on. I mean, you got to practice with it. You got to, you know, learn how to use it. You got to learn how to believe it. But, but put it on. And I get to that what that word put on means. But it says, put on the new self who is being renewed. Right? Now picture a child growing in age. Or a butterfly, you know, or a worm, whatever. Right? It's being renewed. To the true knowledge, right? To the, that's a new word, knowledge. You're going to walk outside and say, I got that knowledge, brother. Right? Being renewed to a true knowledge, right? How? How am I going to be renewed to the true knowledge? How is this image going to grow? How is this little image of what I think I am, how is this new self going to grow? It's going to grow according to the image of the one who created it. So if you see what Jesus can be, then you're going to grow in what you can be. That's why God puts us through or allows us to go through testings and trials. Because if your finances didn't go down the drain... You wouldn't know God as the provider. So now when you walk through any, any area of your life, you're going to be like, God got that. And people are going to see that, the reflection, like the moon reflects the sun. You're going to reflect the sun in the area that God wants you to the people that need to see who you are. So, in the image of who created him. right? Now that word, put on the new. Right? That word put on, sometimes we think it's a lot of effort, but that word is in relations to like rest. It means that word put on to sink into. Where's, where's, where's the most 
beautifulest Ecuadorian in the world right here. Where is she? I'm going to show you something. Okay. All right, stand right here. All right, this this is a lady. I hope y'all know this is a lady, right? <laughs> My lady. <laughs> right? So now she's going through. She needs to understand who God can be to her. So right now she's reaching for God through the Word. Right? She's trying to, she's trying to, you know, pray everything in her prayer book. Everything in her prayer book that they gave her in one of the best equal God, whatever you call it, churches, right? <laughs> Nothing seems to be working, right? But this is what God wants her to know, right? Put on, sink into me and I'll show you what I can be for you in that area and then you'll grow and you'll see something, right? So now, watch yourself. When she learns to release control, when she learns how to release herself from every demand and expectation she put on herself, when she learns how to stop running her own life, ministry, etc., and trust God to direct her, she will find rest for her soul. Because she's learned how to sink. Go ahead, fall back. So now she's sinking in me. <laughs> she's sounding like a bad word. She's sinking in me. <laughs> oh, forget about her. <laughs> Sorry. So now I'm communicating to her my nature. I'm communicating to her my nature. First, the Bible says he will quiet you with his love. So right now, God is quieting your mind, your emotions from screaming and saying, God, I'm frustrated. What the heck is going on? When you sink, he's quieting, your, quieting you with his love. Then the answer for the problem, as she released that control, that demand on herself, now God, her walls went down. Now God can enter in and show her, I am your peace. Now, as she's sitting down... Peace is guarding her right now. Walking around her right now. Walking around her. But as soon as she falls into one of Eve's things, did God say he was going to keep this up? Did God say he's going to do this? Did God say automatically she allows herself to come out of that area into the danger zone? But each time she would fall, 
God doesn't say, look how many times you fall. God says, look how many times you got up. Because every time you get up, you display something in me that is a warrior. So the righteous fall seven times, but the Lord lifts them up. So the heart of God is not to judge you concerning every time you fall or fail or make a mistake. The heart of God is showing you, wow, look how many times they persevered and endured. Thank you. Let's give the lovely Sasha a hand. So now we have to deal with God like that in prayer. We have to bring our issues to God in prayer. We can't have a surface relationship. And what is prayer? Prayer is getting to know God. Prayer is not coming before him with 38 scriptures and a list of things. And I did my part. I'm out the door. I did my part. Prayer is getting to encounter God. Learning the nature of God. The nature of God, the fruit of the Spirit, is God's attitude in any situation you need it to be. The flesh has its own counterpart. So now, I'll touch on this, and then we'll close. Peter goes to the garden. While Peter goes to the garden... Everything is about to break loose. And this is the story about that. I I, I explained this with a story. There There was once a couple that came from another country to America, but they were Christians. And they had like about a five year old boy, right? So when they came to another country, they had nothing. They had maybe a little bit of a a little bit of money that was running out. So they went to the, the nearest church that they felt God was leading them to. And the pastor's heart went out to him, right? So the pastor offered them a place to stay. Right? So now, he's looking for jobs. He's trying to find something that can help him get on his feet and just provide for his family. So he's looking and he's looking and he's looking. And the pastor's like, yo, you better keep looking, brother. (laughs) You know? But then the pastor says, I got a word from the Lord. Go today and you're going to find a job. So he gets up, he goes and looks, lo and behold, God provided. He got a job. His job, he, he, he becomes so successful in it. God's favor is on him. God's favor is moving through him. He's, he's, he's just getting pay increases after pay increases. And his wife is, is, is just happy because... Now they have some, you know, some, some food in their, in, their, in their, you know, in their cabinet. They got their own house now, you know. And the little kid is growing. He's like maybe two years old now, three years old now. Now time is blowing by and years are going by. And the wife is getting concerned. She said, I'm concerned about my husband. Because we used to go to church three times a week. Now he's at church one time a week. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to encourage him, and then my son needs to spend time with his dad. Because every time he comes home, the son runs to the father and says, Dad, Dad, can, can, can we spend some time? Can we spend some time together, Dad? And Dad says, you know, you know what, uh, maybe, maybe later, because i got to go to work. I, you know, it's, it's running a little late, so i got to hurry up. i got to get to work. He said, okay, Daddy. So the kid grows up, and this has been happening for years and years. So the kid is like about eight, nine years old. At this time, the father is not even in church no more. The mother is, is on her knees praying, and the child is, is just desperate for some, 
for some time with his dad. So what happens is, is now the child is pressing hard and says, Dad, I need, I want you to, to spend some time with me. You know, he says, uh, maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, Dad, Dad is here. Can, can we spend some time? I'm sorry. I, I got to go to work again, baby. I, I, I can't spend some time. I, I, I can't do it. He said, he said I got to go out the door. But he grabbed, his, he grabbed his coat and said, Dad, wait, 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 wait. He said, hurry up. What you got to say? I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. He said, Dad, how much you make an hour? He said, I make a lot of money, son. He said, how much you make an hour? At that time, it was probably like, you know, a lot. But he said, I make like $20 an hour. 15 is probably still a lot now, you know, like $20 an hour. So all of a sudden, the dad leaves. The mom's is still concerned. She's talking to the pastor. The little kid is just, you know, he's doing his, he, he, he's doing his thing. The little kid starts finding a little bit of, um, like, jobs around the, uh, around the neighborhood. You know, he starts mowing people's lawns and throwing people's garbage out. He starts, you know, just making a little money. So one day his father comes home and he says, hey, dad, can we spend time today? Can we spend time, dad? And all of a sudden, dad says it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I can't spend time with you right now. But he said, Daddy, but wait, wait, wait. I made $20 today. Can I have you for an hour? The dad's heart was broken. He just fell on his knees and said, what am I doing to my family? I have made my provision that God gave me my idol. I have put it before God. What God gave me, I have put it before God. And God spoke to me. He said, Peter in the garden and all the disciples, won't you spend an hour with me? Can't you spend an hour with me? The child is not asking for God here. God is asking for the child here. Can't you spend an hour with me? And the reason why we can't it's because we don't know how to sink and get lost in the presence of God. Well, we just hug. He's hugging on us. On his na- the nature of God is being communicated to us. The pressure is being relieved. The anxiety is being loosed in his presence. Everything is just falling away because we've learned how to religiously approach God, but we haven't learned how to just sink and allow his presence to just minister to us. And even when God said, spend time with me an hour, in my hard times, sometimes God just wants also for us to just be like, God, you're the best dad. You're the best in the world. I mean, you look at how, look at how strong you are. You're the ruler. If you're the ruler, then nothing else can rule me because you're the ruler. You're the best. You're the, you're the most high God. You're everything to me. I, I just want to thank you. I just, and God is like, oh, man, he starts dancing. The Bible says he dances over us. The Bible says he sings over us. And this is not something that's just a dead prayer book. The nature of God. See, a lot of people, we could discern that. And discernment is not always looking at the wrong in a person. Discernment is looking at the Holy Ghost and what He can be in the person. You think you got discernment, but sometimes we think it, we, 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 we're being condemning because we see God as that condemnation. But there's a word over the church. And 
is going to be danced over just like God danced over you. You ready for that track? And before you play the track, hold on a second. I want to I wanna say this. Just what my, my wife did. She released every, every demand and expectation on herself. She released the control of trying to control all situations and circumstances. She released it. Right now, as Melissa comes up to dance, hope is opening up your, your heart to God and knowing what he can be to you. So right now, God is going to come if you hope for him to come. He's going to come. He's going to encounter you. Rain is going to come down. Presence of God is going to fill you. And right now, after this, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to bring the, we're going to bring the kingdom. We're going to bring the presence. We're going to bring the fire. But right now, you need to know how to tap in God for yourself. For yourself, because not everybody's going to be here for you. Not everybody's going to be able to pray for you. Not everybody, the, 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 the choir, the worship team, or whatever is not going to be here. We need to learn how to sink and, and, and encounter the presence of God for ourselves. So just right now, everybody just close your eyes for a second. Say in your hearts, God, I release every demand and expectation I put on myself to fulfill and to do and to accomplish things without your grace. You are all in all and all things. And I release what I've been through yesterday, what I've been through the past, what I've gone through this morning. I lay it at your feet now. God, communicate your nature to me. In Jesus' name.
everybody to encounter God. We want, I mean, if the worship team could come out, we're about to close. See, having God and knowing God is the difference between praying a prayer and releasing a presence. It's the difference between knowing about strength and having the strength. So right now, what we're going to do, see, sometimes we can even pray a prayer and, pa- and pray past the presence of God because we, we're thinking about how excellent we need to pray. No, as soon as you feel that presence, drop that presence on somebody. So right now, we, we, if, if all the, the, the altar workers could come up, prophetic team, healing team, anybody? So we've spoken over this church. It's time to encounter God. It's time to know not a religion, but to know the Savior. Religion will leave you powerless to pull yourself up, but to know God, you will ride on a surfboard over every circumstance, even if you feel pain. Sometimes even in the the book of Peter, what Peter said, it's better to suffer for evil than for good. I mean, it's better to suffer for good than for evil. So sometimes we just got to persevere through what we're going through rather than giving in and and, and struggling with the evil uh, uh, things that we just fell back into. So right now, I just want to challenge everybody right now. Come up. We're going to release that presence. We're going to release that kingdom. We're going to break that guilt, that condemnation, that shame that's been holding you back. We're going to be breaking all.